Hey friend, welcome to today's celebration of the Busy Years podcast 50th episode. I can't believe how far this podcast has come in just a few short months and that we're crossing the 50th episode mark already. I am so thankful for everyone who tunes into this podcast and listens and shares and continues to support me. So for this episode, I decided that we would do things a little bit differently. I took the five most downloaded episodes from all of the podcasts, and I took pieces of each episode that was my favorite question from each guest, and I put them together in one episode for you. I'm so excited for where this podcast is going and how it has grown. As we continue on into this year for this podcast, you might hear things a little different. You might hear guests that don't fit our usual mold. But as I was reflecting over the holidays about where this podcast was going, I realized that I had a lot of friends in the business world and in the mental health and people who help moms that aren't necessarily moms, but they have great information and knowledge that I feel like we all need to hear. So every now and then you might hear someone who's a dog mom or the best auntie, or you might even hear some dads on this podcast. But I want you to know that no matter what, we aren't wavering away from our mission of being a podcast for motherhood and business. But know that I want to bring the best people to the table, the best people to teach you and for you to learn from. So I'm so excited to dive into this episode and I'll explain before you hear each person who is going to be talking on this episode. So let's dive in. Without further ado, here's our celebration of the Busy Years Podcast 50th episode. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower. Because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. All right, 
So we have to kick off this 50th episode by going back to the very beginning. And honestly, listening to this very first episode is a little cringeworthy and But it was amazing for me to listen back and to hear the progress I have made. So here is the beginning of the very first episode of the Busy Years podcast. I am so excited for this, you guys. And in fact, I have to be honest, I am totally doing this having no clue of what I'm really doing. I'm currently sitting in a closet next to my wedding dress with my back against a file cabinet and my computer is propped up on a fire safe. I'm using my iPhone headphones because my mic that I thought would work isn't working. So we're just doing this imperfectly because done is better than perfect sometimes. And getting this out into the world was more important than having things perfect before we started. A little background of why I started this podcast and wanting to feature moms in the middle of motherhood who are chasing their dreams, starting their businesses, and doing all the things in motherhood was because I have some amazing business mentors that I look up to and business women that I follow and they have so much great information and I resonated with so much of it but there was one piece that I always felt that I couldn't relate to was the fact that I was starting my business and I had little kids who are constantly saying mom Mom, I need something from you. And so the stints of how I could work and start my business are totally different than somebody who doesn't have kids. I started a business in the insurance industry when I didn't have kids. And at that time, I could work all the hours that I wanted to work, as long as I wanted to work, as late as I wanted to work, as early as I wanted to work. And in motherhood, that's just not the case. I really only have a few hours in the day and sometimes they're spread out here and there. Sometimes I have someone help watch the kids, but it's not like I have a nanny or um, my kids don't go to daycare. So they literally are home with me and I really am building my business in between the moments of motherhood at nap time or at quiet time or after the kids go to bed or sometimes while they're playing outside. I work on my computer as I watch them outside. And so I wanted to give women stories to hear and listen to so that they could resonate with other women and see that there are people just like you building their businesses in the trenches of motherhood and doing it on just shorts amount of time in their day and that you can totally do this too. And so that's why I've started this podcast because I want to feature women who are doing motherhood and their and, whatever that might be, whether it's starting a business, running a marathon, whatever it is. I want you to know that you can have your business and be a great mom. 
Next, you're going to hear a snippet from episode 35 with my favorite author and friend, Becky Thompson. In this episode, Becky and I talked about anxiety in moms and what it means to be a mother and to feel lost in motherhood. So let's listen in as we hear the answer of one of the questions that I asked Becky. I would love for you to touch back on, because I know a lot of moms feel like how you said, like you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, who is this person? Because, <laughs> and we tell other women this before they have kids sometimes. And, and I feel like they don't, you don't understand until you're in the thick of it. And then you feel like you're alone or that you're a bad mom because you feel that everything you had is now gone or the person you were and the dreams you had have all kind of been laid down and you don't go forward with any of them anymore. And I know for me in a lot of that season, I was like, God, like you're not speaking to me or telling me what I'm supposed to do. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do and I'm not the same person. Um, What would, what kind of advice do you have in that sense of how, women can kind of lean into their faith in that time of, of motherhood. So, you know, I think in that space, Michelle, what happens a lot is motherhood becomes full identity. And um, when we become moms, it's, I am now mom. And I actually vividly remember the first time I said, I'm Colton Thompson's mom on the phone because I had to make him an appointment. And I looked at my husband like, oh my gosh, I am a mom. This is real. And, but there's an entire identity shift that happens in that space. And um, it's jarring. And it's, um, it's, it's, there's really no other word. It's, it's like you, you hit a wall and the only part of you that keeps going forward as mother is your title of mom. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you can't reach back and pull this other sense of your identity forward with you. But here's what's really tricky. Um, our motherhood was never intended to carry the full weight of our identity. You know, we are women and we are daughters. And, and mother is actually a title that's on top of what we're originally called. So I'm going to do a quick little Bible teaching real fast. And here's something interesting. So uh, when God named Adam and gave Adam his name, it means man. But when God brought Eve to Adam, he called her woman. This was her because she came from man. And our identity is first as a woman. But it wasn't until the fall where after she eats the apple or the fruit and then everything changes and her identity changed, like everything changed for women in that moment. Everything changed for all of humanity in that moment that God actually says, you are now Eve. And she gets the name Eve in that space. And it was such an identity shift because now she is the mother of all the living and she goes from being woman to being mother. And she has this whole new identity. And I feel like for us as women, there it's the exact same thing that happens. Mom becomes full identity. And yet it wasn't who we were, our original design. We were not intended to only be mother. We were intended to, to be first woman. And for moms, as we kind of enter this space and we look around and we're like, I don't recognize myself. I don't recognize my to-do list. Like, I don't even like what I'm wearing I don't like, I I care more about myself than I actually have time to care about myself. 
Like I used to look at other moms that look like me right now and be like, oh, I won't ever be like, and then we are. And then we have like no compassion for ourselves when we get to that space. I think what I would say to myself is really a lot of what I said in Hope Unfolding, the first book. But what I would say to myself in that space is, God has not forgotten about who you are. He has not forgotten about the dreams that were in your heart, even outside of motherhood. And as you come to him, he doesn't just address your motherhood. He addresses you as his daughter. And it seems like when you remember who you are as his daughter, all of those other titles that you wear, including being a mom, just make more sense. It's like, oh, I can do this because this is an extension. This is like what hangs outside my office on the outside door. But on the inside of this office, I am a woman. On the Mm -hmm. outside, you might see these different titles that I wear. But at the core of who I am, I am a woman. And so remembering that even if you never hear your name, like even my husband was like, go tell mom, like Becky, I'm Becky. Like if you ever want to call me Becky, that's fine too, you know? And, um, but we never hear our name. We never have any connection to her. We have no connection mm-hmm. to this woman, but in God's presence, we are, we're only daughter. Mm-hmm. And so the more we come to him and the more we spend time with him, the more we'll hear him speaking to us as his daughter. And this is one thing that I am really passionate about, as you know, is mm-hmm. helping women hear the voice of God in their lives personally. You know, reading scripture and going, where am I in this story? What is God saying to me in this story? And so often he'll speak about what we're doing, which is our motherhood, but he'll also speak directly to who we are as daughter. So really the best advice, if we're coming down to, okay, what's the practical step here? The practical step is, I know you have five minutes while the kids are eating their chicken nuggets and you're standing at the kitchen counter to flip open your Bible and to read one line of scripture and to be like, this is my power bar. Jesus, do something with it. You know, mm-hmm. like multiply this in this moment. And, um, and I just try to remind moms that he wants to be a conversation that continues even when the Bible closes. Like he wants to be the, con- like he wants to keep talking with you throughout the day. So I know that's a really hard space to be in. And I know when you're in that space of feeling lost uh, for who you really are, the last thing you want is for someone to be like, it gets better, you know, because it's really hard to hear that. But that is true. It does get better. And you begin to remember who you are. But here's, Michelle, here's the thing. We remember who we are as women as our children step a little further away from us. Mm -hmm. And that's the tension and the pain that comes with motherhood. Yeah. of knowing that you regain yourself mostly as they begin to step and, and remove themselves. And so while our love continues to grow and cover them the farther out they go, the reality is when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're fully back together and you're like, oh, I, I remember who you are and I remember your dreams and you have a minute to actually think about it. You're like, I, I want to go back. I got to get back. I got to get yeah. back. Next, you're going to hear a piece from episode 45, where I interviewed MOP CEO Mandy Ariotto, and we talked about what it means to rise in motherhood. And we dove into some pieces of the Bible teaching and what God and Jesus are calling us to do and some of the women in the Bible that 
a rose to motherhood. What advice do you have like in women because Mops is so centered around God and faith in this season of like deciding to rise and encouraging women. So often I think that we forget there's things in the Bible and there's even women in the Bible who decided to rise to so many occasions. What's an example that you're giving women right now in this season of where they can turn to? Well, I would say two things are right. So the the concept of decide to rise actually comes out of Judges 4, which is a book in the Bible, um, and also the Song of Deborah. And it's basically just a story of a nation who was totally defeated. They had been um, decimated by their enemies. And uh, it says that in their lifeless state, they were exhausted and worn down. And out of that, a woman named Deborah decided to arise as a mother. And she single-handedly transformed the entire nation. And I just thought it was so interesting that in the word of God, it says that this woman decided to arise as a mother. And I think that's so mm. significant because it points out that our motherhood is a catalyst and not a constraint. And so often I know when I was raising my kids, when they were little, I felt like motherhood was a constraint. Like it kept me from doing the bigger things that I wanted to do or was called to do. And actually what I'm recognizing now is that my motherhood opened a part of me and gave me experiences and gave me a view of the world that actually has been a catalyst to my professional work. And so um, I just feel like there's so much that the Bible has to tell us about what it looks like to arise as a mother. And it gives us all permission to pursue our passion without feeling like, you know, we just have to be home. Not that, again, being home with our kids is an awesome thing. Um, but I think we do have that permission to arise as a mother, whatever that looks like for us, and to transform the people and places around us by rising up, she was a judge. She was a singer. She was so many different things. And so I think in each stage of our life, we have the opportunity to be different things. And that's a really cool thing. And then um, the second thing I would say is uh, there's another story in the Bible out of Nehemiah. And it's basically the same story where the nation of Israel or Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem had been destroyed. And they needed to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem for their safety. And uh, a contingent had been sent, a group of people had been sent to do it, and they were really struggling and really having a hard time rebuilding the wall. They were just making no progress. And so Nehemiah hears about it, and he's heartbroken, and he's like weeping and so sad for them. And then suddenly he gets a spark in his heart, and it's like, maybe I'm the one who's supposed to do something about this. And he decides he's going to go. He has no training. He has nothing special about him that would qualify him to lead the charge to rebuild the wall. And yet he goes and shows up and he organizes everybody. And they're just, they're really defeated because they've made no progress, but he says, hey, here's how we're gonna do it. Each of you take this section of wall in front of your own home and rebuild it. And I find it so fascinating um, that in 52 days, they were able to do something that would normally take a year. And it was simply because everybody focused on the part of their wall that was right in front of them. And again, this kind of goes back to how do we um, do something remarkable when we're in the throes of the mundane is we focus on the wall in front of our own home. So I think there's just so much truth and wisdom 
uh, woven throughout scripture that can inform how we live our lives, even in the midst of the chaos that we're all currently experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And the like Deborah, how it's like the arise to be a mom, because sometimes even women don't expect to be a mom or we don't think that it's going to happen or it happens sooner than we thought, or it takes way longer than we thought. And one of the cool things I also think about scripture and people need to realize that God used so many ordinary people. Mm -hmm. And even if you go back through the line of Jesus, of the women, you would never expect those people to be in Jesus's line. You know, even a prostitute was in Jesus's line. And, and the person that Jesus, the, the story of the woman at the well was also a prostitute or, you know, or had a hard life and who, you know, and to be like, well, who am I to go tell the people that, that we need to follow Jesus? But Jesus was like, no, I've chosen you. And I know that they're going to listen. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about Jesus is that he continually used people who we would normally count as unqualified. And so often in my own life, I'm like, I don't have what it takes. Like, I am not the person that you want to use. And yet over and over again, even in our shame and in our mistakes and in our failure, Jesus is like, yeah, you're the one. You've got what it takes. And I choose you. And you're right. I just think that is such a remarkable thing that even when we ourselves feel unqualified, um, Jesus says otherwise. This next portion is from episode 36, when I interviewed my friend Britt Piper. Britt has helped me walk through a lot of my postpartum pregnancy and delivery trauma. She is an amazing advocate for trauma survivors of any type of trauma. And in this episode, Britt and I talked a lot about the mental health of women and of moms. And I am excited for you to hear this little snippet of our conversation. Is there any last thing that you would love to touch on in regards to mental health and or just some words of wisdom of women that may be feeling like in that dark, deep pit that you will come out? Yeah. Um, I would say to just, and I, it's, it's interesting. I feel like this is like my go-to line whenever someone reaches out to me and I just, I remind people to be kind with themselves, be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I think that again, a lot of this journey is probably welcoming some of those messy and hard emotions and feelings with more acceptance and more gratitude and compassion. You know, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of compassion for other people, but I don't think we have enough compassion for ourselves. Yeah. You know, Um, and so maybe just welcome that compassion in and just remember that um, you just birthed a child, you know? (laughs) And that's one of the things that my therapist is reminding me. She's, I remember being like, Brittany, you just birthed a child four weeks ago. Brittany, you just birthed a child nine weeks ago. I feel like every week she is reminding me, like, you just birthed a child. You just birthed a child. And that affects your hormones. It affects your body. It affects your mental clarity. It affects your relationships. It affects your job, your environment, your circumstances. It affects everything um, in, in very beautiful ways. Um, but 
change is just changes is difficult. And when you're dealing with trauma and change at the same time, you know, if you've had a traumatic experience, um, that can be hard because we find comfort and we find safety in our, in our routines. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if we're changing our routines, if we're changing our environments, our relationships, everything can seem just so out of control. Um, but just remember that you will find a, I hate to say the word new normal, cause I feel like that's thrown around all the time, but you will find <laughs> a new, yeah, you will find a new routine and a new normal, you know, in this, in this life. And, um, it's just pivoting and adapting and just giving yourself, like I said, grace and compassion that some things just take time and you just birthed a baby and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And yeah. lean on others. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love even how you just were like the new normal that sometimes I think that one thing that we don't talk about or teach women who have not had kids that you, like when they, when a baby is born, so is a mother, like you literally are mm-hmm. almost like this whole new life that you were coming out of. And as much as we think we have to go back to being this exact same person and teaching the same way and looking the same way, because gosh, I sure wish I could look my body (laughs) because there's a lot of trauma that's happened to my body, you know, that like we don't educate and teach women that you are literally also birthing a new person inside of you. Absolutely. That's such a good point to make. I love that. And, um, one of the things too, you know, and it's, it's interesting because as we're sitting here talking, I feel like this is, I'm probably getting like five therapy sessions worth of just <laughs> revelation. No, I mean, honestly, I mean, I love my therapist. I love having therapy, but sometimes um, I, I connect better or it's more therapeutic for me to talk to someone who's also going through it at the same time or who's been there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like this back and forth. And it's one of the things that we've talked about in my programs that you've worked with me on is how important community is in something called um, co-regulation, which is where you are finding safety within community. And Mm -hmm. study after study has shown that that is the most sustainable way to recover from any kind of experience is to do it within community and to do it with others. And I think that that's that's just how we're, we're hardwired. I always say that when a baby cries, there's a reason why they reach for their mother or father first. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's because um, it's something called co-regulation. It's they are trying to find comfort within their attachments to others. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I ended there by saying lean on others. And I think right now you and I are kind of like doing a little bit of leaning back and forth. And um, it's it's really nice to just to be able to talk to someone about these things and to have the other person uh, be able to say, I've been there. Yeah, like you know, and not have any kind of like shame or not steam, not have any kind of shame or stigma or any kind of judgment there, mm-hmm. you know, so plug into the mommy groups, plug into your community, your, your mom community, talk to your parents. My parents have been great to talk to like my own mother, if, if you have that kind of relationship. Um, but yeah, this is, this has kind of been therapeutic in itself just to kind of have this open and honest conversation. And last but not least, we're going to hear a snippet from episode 13 with my friend Sam D'Angelo. We talked about the legal documents that you need to have in place for your family. But I always ask the same question at the end of every podcast, and I love how Sam answered this question. 
So let's dive in to the last question that we always hear on the podcast. Oh, so good. All right. So my last question is if you could give any advice to someone deep in the little years of motherhood, what would it be? Oh, I think I would say give yourself grace. I'm, I'm sure that most moms do say that, but give yourself the grace. Um, some days I wake up really early and I get all my work done and I make them a healthy breakfast and we do an educational craft and it's great. And some days I sleep through my alarm and my work is late and we're having pop tarts on the couch, watching blippy. And those days are going to happen. And I just give yourself some grace. Nobody, nobody is supposed to be perfect. I don't like perfect people though. They make people uncomfortable. So (laughs) give yourself grace. Yeah. Yes, I 100% agree. And I love how you touched on like that you get up in the morning and do it, do your work. And some days you then make breakfast, but some days yeah. it runs long and it's okay. And um, that's fine. I feel like that's becoming a kind of a common theme as I talk to moms that are also trying to run a business that it is knowing that sometimes if you put the TV on or have to yes. something else to do that it's okay. And it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I also think that sometimes it's good for your kids to see that like my, my mom's are accomplishing something or absolutely. You know, Cause the other day it's funny. I asked Turner, I was like, so what do you think mommy does when she works in her office? And he said, Oh, well, you help other mommies and you podcast, <laughs> you know? So it's, they understand and know what's yeah. going on. And it's just knowing that that is okay too. I think it's also important for kids to know that like, you know, our time is valuable and I want to, I want to use it on them, but mommy is more than just a mommy and, and they're more than just a brother. They're more than just, you know, whoever they're going to be. So I guess I'm thinking of Daniel Tiger right now. And then <laughs> Daniel Tiger, they, you can be more than one thing. Um, <laughs> we love Daniel Tiger at my house. But I mean, like, I think that's also great for them to see. I think it's great for them to see that, that you're podcasting, that you're working, but then like you come down and play trains. Like, like what, like what an amazing, like diverse person that they get to witness. Like, I think that's, I think that's, that's great. And all those working moms that, you know, you don't have to be the best stay at home mom. You don't have to be the best working mom. You don't have to be the best balance they need to see that you're human. They need to see that you can, that like mistakes happen. McDonald's mm-hmm. happens. Um, <laughs> an hour or two of blippy happens. Like they need, and they, they need to know that like, that's, that's part of life as long as we're trying. And I think that's like all we can offer our kids. That's the best we can offer them is do your best. And that, my friends, is the end of The Road to 50, the five most downloaded episodes, a snippet from each episode, and I am so excited and honored that you tuned in and listened today and that you continue to listen and share this podcast with your friends. I'm so excited for where this podcast is going, for the upcoming guests that we have planned, and I can't wait to continue to serve you guys and to serve our community. If you want to join in community a little bit more, head over to Facebook and join us inside the Busy Years podcast group. I can't wait to see you guys and meet you inside. And hooray, I am so excited. Episode 50 is now complete. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years podcast. 
If you loved this episode, would you take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform? If you're over on Instagram, I would love for you to tag us at the Busy Years Podcast and tag me at Michelle Ann Hagen. I would also love if you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this episode. By doing that, it helps me to be able to create other amazing episodes just like this and help get the word out about this podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram or Facebook, and you can find me at Michelle Ann Hagen, or you can join our Facebook community called the Busy Years Podcast Community. You can find that located on my Facebook page, or if you head to the link in my Instagram bios, you will be able to connect to us there. I can't wait to be able to meet you and to put a face to the listener. We'll see you next time, my friends. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.